0: Click on the big red button and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Conjent Farrell. Conjent, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here today.
0: Oh, it is great to have you here. And for anybody out there in podcast land that may not know Conjent, let me just give you a little background. She's actually a licensed marriage, family, and sex therapist. She works with couples to repair and transform their marriages after painful infidelity or lack of sexual intimacy or turmoil from you know, family problems sabotaging their relationships. She also helps single men and women who are struggling with dating and, and finding compatible partners. She's been known to do some amazing matchmaking and, and is, actually does some real magic in this area. She's the founder of the Inspired Journey Counseling Center, and it's dedicated to helping people achieve healthy lives, loving relationships, and achieving the satisfying sex that they deserve. Now, Kanjit has actually been happily married for 10 years, and she and her husband are expecting the arrival of their first baby soon. Kanjit, do me a favor. Would you kind of get us up to speed on how you ended up in this particular type of work?
1: Uh, you know, I don't. This is, this is a great question, Ken. I think um, therapy is one of those fields where it's kind of like, I don't want to say you're born with it, but I've always been the person that friends have come to to talk about things um, that people have kind of gravitated toward for perspectives or advice or thought or suggestions. So, you know, it was kind of like a natural no-brainer kind of thing for me. Um, and, you know, I'm also a creative person, a creative professional, and I, the two are kind of married in my mind um, because I think for therapy, there's certainly a science to it, but there's also like an art to it as well. Um, but I just, you know, my it was just always a part of who I am. So I just kind of followed like who I am and where I'm naturally talented. And, you know, it just led me here.
0: That's fantastic. And I can totally relate because I was that person, too. (laughs) I was the one on the playground that everybody came to with their issues. And it was like, I don't know why, but that was me. So I totally get that that took you there. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right, right,
0: right. So let me ask you this, because obviously we focus on partnership here. and, And one of the things that that I found is that when I talk with guests, they, they tell me, you know, they have kind of, I call it a guiding principle. Some people call it a, you know, a mantra or a touchstone. But what's that thing that you apply in your partnership that kind of brings you back when you find you've gotten off course?
1: Active listening. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Active listening, 110%. Because I think oftentimes with, uh, when we get to a place of conflict, I think in many cases it's because uh, either the message that was sent was not received in the way it was sent, or was in, it wasn't received in the spirit in, in which the message was sent, or the recipient didn't understand the message. So whenever there's kind of a, a hiccup in communication in my relationship, it's like,
0: you know, my husband
1: and I, he's also a psychologist. So that helps. (laughs) So we both kind of like, you know, we speak the same language and we know the same terms, so we know the same concepts. So we both kind of like hit the pause button and kind of go, well, what did you hear me just say? Right. Mm -hmm. And asking for clarification, um, uh, saying back to the partner, oh, I heard you just say this, 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 this. Is it correct? As opposed to... um, Making assumptions. Yeah. Making assumptions is like one of the sh- biggest relationship injurers, killers that, that's out there. You know, you assume, you mind read, and you can be completely wrong. So why not just ask?
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I'm glad you kind of gave an example of of how that works for you guys because, you know, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what active listening is, Mm -hmm. and it can be very stiff and sterile, and it's like, what I heard you say was this, 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 and then it's like, it seems ridiculous, it's like over the top. But what I heard from what you said, which is so interesting, is, you know, you said, what did you just hear me say? You're not asking that as a way of accusing him of not listening. Correct. You're asking it to make sure that you're getting through and you're clearly communicating. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. I want to make sure that the message I sent was the one my partner received.
0: Yeah, I think that's so, so important because I I, I often mention to to the women I work with, I said, would you rather run your your relationship based on facts or fiction? Yes. And if we didn't hear our partner say it, it's not a fact.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And then we fill in that gap with, you know, whatever our imagination wants to put in that gap.
0: And usually our (laughs) imagination is not very, very positive.
1: No, it's not. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because we hit that self-preservation, right? That's natural that we just go, oh, my gosh, what's the worst possible thing that could fit in here?
1: Yeah, you know, it's self-preservation. You can also just be deeply in your emotional brain, mm-hmm. you know, so you're not thinking rationally. You're 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 in you're upset and you're thinking with your like your emotions. But again, kind of hitting that pause and button and making sure, hey, wait, did you what did you hear that I just said? Kind of brings someone away from that emotional state and back into their logical mind, their analytical mind, to say, oh wait, let me listen, let me hear.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: okay. To clarify, which is important.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this. It's yes. such a great start to where we're going today. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this, because one of the things our listeners love about this show is is how generous our guests are in sharing their own personal experiences. And what I would love to ask you to do is share a time in your life when you kind of tripped up in a partnership. And, you know, just tell us that story. What were you doing? What did you trip on? And ultimately, what did you learn from that experience that has helped you move forward?
1: You know, uh, I, I really appreciate that question because it's, it's such a big part of um, why I have the focus in my practice that I do. So already, we already kind of talked about I was already inclined to be the person that people talk to. So there was a natural kind of therapist thing that I had. But, you know, what wasn't clear was, okay, now what is going to be my specialty? Where am I going to focus? So how that came about is that I uh, came from a broken home. I came from a divorced family. Uh, I was raised by a single mom. And I came to a point in my life in my late teens and early 20s where I just was not having successful relationships with men. And I could not figure it out. You know, I, I I'm I may not be a beauty queen, but I think I'm like fairly attractive. You know, I try to stay fit. I'm certainly a good and nice person an honest human being. And so I just I I just did not understand why I wasn't having healthy relationships. And so I started going into a deep dive. And I started becoming more literate. Like, psychologically literate, relationship literate, you know, more, more literate in my understanding about men. And I, just, I came to find out that I just didn't have a successful relationship template. It was never modeled to me. I didn't have the communication skills. Um, I, I didn't know uh, how to plan for a healthy relationship from the start. I didn't have good mate selection skills. Like I didn't know how to pick the right mate for a relationship goal. And so that process of me having had such bad relationships in my late teens and early 20s, um, and when I say bad, I mean misaligned, very misaligned. Like I would have the goal of I want a healthy long-term relationship, but then I was having quick, short, fast, sex-based relationships. So my intention was really misaligned with what I was attracting. Uh, but with the literacy, with studying these things, you know, with testing my own theories and clinical work and academic work and applying those principles, I started to be able to attract the partners that I want and you know, manifest the quality of relationships that I was looking for. And that became the focus of my practice.
0: Wonderful. So there's something you said there that really stood out to me, Conjun, which was you weren't able to pick the right mate for your goals. hmm And I want to ask you to expand on that because I ask women all the time, like, what's your goal in a relationship? Well, I want somebody to date. Mm-hmm. And that's not their goal, right? right. It's just like the immediate goal. Yeah. And so just like you're mm-hmm. describing – well, then you're just picking for that goal. And then you go, well, how come this doesn't align with my real goal? Mm-hmm. So what have you found that's helpful around that? Because I think there's so many people that get off track because they're just thinking about, well, the next step is I want to date.
1: You know, Ken, uh, I have to clarify something. You brought up a great point. Relationship vision is where I was suffering, mm. right? I, I right, Not just the goal, Not just the goal, but the vision. Where am I trying to go, right? Because if you want a hot, steamy, one-night stand, if that is your vision, the way to approach that is different than if your vision is healthy, lasting love with a quality mate. So I needed to have clarity about vision, And once I got clear on that vision, I started to learn, okay, now this this is how I get to that goal.
0: I love that distinction, vision versus goal.
1: Yes.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's, again, it's it's such a huge difference because your description is perfect, right? If your vision is a hot one-night stand, well, great. There's ways you go towards that vision that probably aren't the same as if your vision is a long-term healthy relationship.
1: That's
0: right, absolutely absolutely that is, that's so good. I love that. So, let me ask you another uh question here and and again, kind of wanted to get an idea of an experience you had and and this time it's more of one of those times where you had I call it the dumb moment, right, where you suddenly go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been missing this all this time. How did I do that? And when you have that mm-hmm. you you suddenly go. Oh, my gosh. And this wake-up moment ends up being a building block for your future and your partnerships. Tell us one of those stories.
1: Uh, I, you know, I have to go back to that time when I was really struggling with the misaligned relationship visions and my experiences during that time. Um, reason being, because once I got the lessons, I haven't been back in that place in, like, 20 years. So, <laughs> But back then, there was this one relationship well, I remember um, the my partner had just he had really different views about relationships. He didn't want to be in a committed relationship with me. He really he wanted to see other people, and I kept ca- approaching the conversation and the relationship like, "Why are you doing this to me? Why am I not good enough for you? Why don't you want to be in a relationship with me? What can I do?" And then I kind of had this aha moment when I realized that it's not about me at all. Like, I could be any woman in the world. He just doesn't want to be in a relationship. He is just not at that place at this time. I could be five pounds lighter. I could speak French fluently. It doesn't have anything to do with me. This is where he is. And like, I think accepting that, like accepting that another person can have a whole other vision and it's not personal to me. And if I could just respect that, uh, know what that vision is, find out what it is and respect it. And then like move on to a more aligned in vision with my own, how empowering. Like it's, It's not like me at fault. It's just somebody has a different vision. I think like once that hit me, I was like, oh, okay. I don't need to be arguing or trying to fight or persuade. Like, got it. (laughs) Got it.
0: I love that story. I love that story. That is such a great story because what you just described so well is – freeing yourself from that idea you have to turn yourself into something you're not Mm -hmm. instead of going oh it must be me so that means I just have to be like this or be like that like you said lose some weight or speak French or do whatever it's like no he's not looking for a relationship yeah it doesn't matter (laughs) if it's me or if it's Angelina Jolie it doesn't matter who it is Mm -mm. he's not looking for that it doesn't
1: matter didn't matter one lick, and you know it's like 20 years later he's still not married he's still not even a (laughs) relationship like he that's who he is yes god how liberating when I was like oh this is just who you are okay
0: (laughs) yeah I I, um, one of my teachers said this once and it was so profound she said you know when we say we have trust issues the cause of our trust issues is we're trusting them to be something they've proven they're not hmm
1: Mm -hmm. and then we say
0: I can't trust you to be like this and they're like I know because that's not me I've never said I was like
1: that (laughs) oh I love it oh it's so true and it's like why do we make up these scripts for people when they have clearly said and or shown this is not who I am
0: Yeah.
1: like oh
0: right well and that's a great question and my answer would be scarcity what would be your answer to why we do that
1: I think, I I love it. I think that's a a great answer. Yeah, lack of an abundant mindset, right? Thinking that, oh, well, he's going to be the only one who's right for me, and so I have to make this be what I want it to be, versus there's billions of other people on this planet. And statistically speaking, the odds are in my favor that I will find someone who is aligned with me if I just, putting myself out there consistently over a period of time
0: yes and to add to that you won't find somebody and the odds are against you if you keep trying to make somebody something they're not while you think you're actually looking elsewhere because you're not your your project is in front of you mm-hmm. gotta let it go huh you gotta you gotta <laughs> move on right it's like you know here's <laughs> here's the strange analogy I use conjunt It's like if you go to the store and you're looking for shoes and you see the cutest pair of shoes and you're like, okay, I wear seven or whatever, and they bring it out and you put it on and it doesn't fit. But man, it's cute. You really want these shoes and they don't have any other size to go to. And you're like, but I want these shoes. You got a choice right there, right? You can try and squeeze your foot into that and try and make it work, knowing it's going to hurt the whole time and you probably won't ever enjoy the experience. (laughs) <laughs> or you can just go, yeah. yeah, it was cute, but there's other shoes in the store. What else do you have that fits me better? Yes. Yes,
1: Ken. Yes. Yes. I think that's, a, that's just a perfect analogy for it. And I think, like you said, your your duh moment is when, when you're trying on the shoe and you're, oh, but I really want it to fit. And then you just realize, I'm going to get a blister mm-hmm. if I keep this shoe on. And I don't want a blister on
0: my feet because it hurts. Can you show me something else? Yeah. And I mean, and we've all bought those shoes that didn't fit. Hoping Mm -hmm. they would change. Oh, they'll stretch. Oh, I'll do this to them and it'll make it work. No, they won't. Mm. You're going to have a blister. (laughs) You're not going to enjoy those shoes. And ultimately, again, it's not your fault. They're just not a match. Those shoes weren't Mm -hmm. made for you period. Mm-hmm. But there are shoes not, in the store that are made for you.
1: That's right. And and I think too, just an important thing to, you, you, you've alluded to it before, but I just want to highlight it, is that it's not a bad shoe. You don't need to shame the yes. shoe. You don't need to be angry at the shoe. It's just like, it just doesn't fit. There's other ones. Okay, not a bad shoe.
0: <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, because, again, yeah. that's what we do, right? Because at first we think it was about us and we had to change. Well, then if it's not about us, they must be flawed. Mm-hmm. No, they're right. just, they're just what they are, and it's not a match. That's as simple as it is. Then you're free. You can move on without mm-hmm. thinking you were screwed up and you were flawed, and they're not flawed. It's just, no, we don't fit. Next. That's
1: right. Next. Nicely, peacefully. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you, I wonder if you see that in your work a lot. Do you see that people are, you know, they, if it doesn't fit, then they're like blaming and judging versus saying, hey, it's just not a good fit.
0: Absolutely. And, and uh, I think a large part of it is the distinction you made earlier, Kanjit, of because they're taking it personally, they're mm-hmm. lashing out because they're hurt. Mm-hmm. Where if they just said, oh, it's not about me, that's not a match then mm-hmm. you're both clean. Then the, the person is walking out feeling like they were wronged or that they have to make the other person wrong so that they can feel better because they actually feel crappy about themselves because they think they're the problem. You're not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just, it doesn't match. But like you said, statistically, it's in your favor. Just go keep shopping. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and I can certainly say from experience, when you get the right shoe that fits, it's like oh, oh my god! Oh, these feel great. Oh yes,
0: <laughs> you know? absolutely. Like, oh
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and it's not a is this the right one? You know it's the right one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, you
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not. I have to maybe kind of sort it. There's not a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this is great. I love this. So let me turn the tables a little bit. And what I'd like to ask you to do is, is share with us a story of a time that I call it like a proud moment in partnership. And it could be anything, but it's like when you look back on this time and you go, wow, and you, you, know, like, you can't help but smile. You're just like, that was so cool. What's one of those experiences of partnership for you?
1: I think um, that experience for me was like my entire courtship with my husband. Because I had done... So much work on myself, like 10 years worth of work and like, you know, being very intentional and wanting to understand my patterns and learning new skills that when he finally um, came into my world, I was like, I'm ready. I've got this. I can do this. I know how to show up for for this in the right way to get my goal. And we had a fabulous courtship. And um, I'm really proud of it because it was everything that I had kind of like trained and prepared myself for and more. And it just was, it was just a really, I was just, I'm was i just very proud of that experience because of all the work that I did to prepare for it and all of the experiences that I had that, that weren't right. It made it when it was right, like so much better when all the alignments fell into place and, you know, the communication skills were there. It just was a really great feeling um, to to have that courtship and then it culminate in marriage for me.
0: That's great. That's so awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) <laughs> thank you so let me ask you a question because I can tell that our listeners right now are going well what did she mean she was ready like what was it that told you where you're like, you like yes I'm, I'm going to show up as my best what was it
1: well I was very clear on my vision as we kind of talked mm-hmm. about before I was very very clear about my vision um, I was very very clear about the kind of partner that I was looking to attract uh, I was very, very clear about, like, um, dating wisdom, like, you know, things to look out for, a healthy uh, pace for the relationship, you know, um, all these different variables to kind of keep an eye out for when you're in the courtship process. So when, like I said, my husband kind of came into my life, I had kind of like these, like, things I was keeping an eye out for and things that I, were you know, was interested in it and it was just like I could see it when it came because I had done all this like intention and skills like I could when it came to me I was able to say this is it okay like this is exactly the quality of partner that I'm looking for The this is the pace of the relationship the relationship feels how I want it to feel on a day to day basis like I mean, it just was like everything that I had intended and thought through was manifesting.
0: Fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think an important thing to, to draw attention to here is like you were saying, you know, for example, the pace. Nobody can tell you what that is, you have to check in for yourself. Because everybody's mm-hmm. different, right? Because we're like people are out there going, "What should I do? When should I have sex? What should I do?" It's like nobody can tell you that.
1: Well, no one can tell you because no one knows your vision exactly. you know, I mean your vision could be completely different from mine. I knew that for my vision, Because, again, look, if I'm looking for a one-night stand, I'm looking for a whole different set of features in a man Mm -hmm. than I'm looking for if I'm looking for a long-term partner. So for me, for a long-term partner, I need to take a little bit more time to get to know your character and to kind of evaluate certain things that I think are important for a father and a husband because I wanted to have kids, important to me. So that takes a little bit longer. Then if I just wanted a one-night stand, I could care less if you were going to be a good father. If I just want a one-night stand. So I maybe I wouldn't have the same like requirements. Yes. But the thing is, I was clear about what my requirements were. Hmm. So I was able to have a pace that worked for me and my goal.
0: Exactly right. No, I love the way you describe yeah. that. Because you're right. It's like... If I was looking for a one-night stand, then I have different criteria, and that's fine. I'm not going and to compare them to my criteria for a long-term relationship because they're not relevant.
1: Right. And I don't I don't down, down either choice. You know, there was a time in my life where that one-night stand thing was the thing that it was it, and that was a part of the journey. That That's where I was, and I enjoyed it. I explored it. And then there was a part of my life where that's not what I wanted. You know, and I don't think... You know, it's not about blaming or judging. It's just like, hey, where are you in your life? What are you trying to get? And how do you get it?
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Where are you? What are you trying to get? How do you get it? steps. It really is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, Conjure, we've gotten to a part of the show. I call it Bring It All Home. And this is where we're going to step away from the stories for a little bit. and, And I'd like to have you share with us just some little Gold nuggets everybody can take home with them. And and the first one is, I'm curious, what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice you've ever received? Mm,
1: Be intentional. (laughs) By far, be intentional. Yes.
0: Tell me more. What do you mean by that?
1: Be intentional, meaning like don't be haphazard with your dating. Like, don't just walk into a place and say, oh, well, maybe I can meet a person and maybe it'll work out and maybe it will not and maybe it will No, 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 no. Be intentional. What is your vision? What is the quality of relationship that you are looking for? What is the kind of partner you're seeking so that you can clearly manifest what you want instead of manifesting wishy-washy? ambiguous all over the place like if you're starting a business you can't be all over the map you have to have like some sort of intention I'm gonna make this kind of business <laughs> this is a, I want to make chocolate candy not you know I want to make candy and table it's like candy <laughs> so that was the best advice for me because it allowed me to kind of rein myself in mm-hmm. and go what is my intention and and then you know things got exponentially better after I got clear about that intention, vision, that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That that's so important. And you know it's interesting because it's it's kind of like it, it's. I mean, we're placing an order when we're making our intention, right, with the universe, with the divine, whatever you want to call it. And it's like if you went to the restaurant and the waiter came by and said, "What would you like to eat?" You said, "Food." yeah and he's like well like do you want breakfast lunch or food just bring me some food
1: huh and they're going "Mm,
0: I don't know what to do with this but she's not giving me anything more so she goes into the kitchen and goes lady out there wants food and they ask the same thing do you want breakfast lunch or dinner she didn't say okay nobody knows how to support you in that
1: nobody knows how to support you because they want you to get what you
0: want But if you're that vague, they're just going, I mean, we can send her food, but again, now the odds are stacked against you. Chances are it's not going to be what you were thinking, but we don't know what you were thinking because you decided to be very vague because you're afraid to commit to what your real intention was.
1: Yes. So well said. Yes. Exactly.
0: Awesome. I love this. I love this. Okay. I got another question for you. If you had to pick one, just one, book or resource that you would recommend to our listeners around partnership, what would that be and why? Mm. Oh, one? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: gosh. That's a, oh. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, well, what is, what is your audience? Is it mostly men or women or is it kind of divided in the middle?
0: Um, I would say it leans more towards women.
1: That is really a tough question. I'm going to go with an oldie but goodie, and I'll say why. Um, I'm going to go with Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus by John Gray, Dr. John Gray. Um, I think that would be my recommendation because what it does is it starts to get you to think outside of yourself. It starts to get you to thinking you can see things one way, but your partner may see things a completely different way. And if you want to have a healthy relationship, you have to start um, learning how to, through communication and asking questions and uh, uh, active listening, learn your partner's perspective and know that it's different from your own.
0: I love that recommendation. That's a fantastic recommendation. Yeah, that, yeah. His his work is it's changed everybody. I mean, people that read it are just like, Whoa, <laughs> I never thought of this before. Yeah.
1: Right. Never thought of it like this. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, yeah, right. And it's like if you break it down to the elements, it's really about understanding that someone else can see the same thing you see in a completely different way and to try to understand their point of view, and then incorporate that information into how you relate to the person.
0: Yeah, which is fantastic, because it goes back to what we've been talking about, right? It's not about you, it's not about them, it just isn't a match. Or it is a match. Mm -hmm. And then when we go, oh wait, they're wired different, they actually do this differently than me. That doesn't make either one of us wrong. Mm -mm. That's what's so great about his analogy, Mm -hmm. right? You're just from another planet. I mean, it's like you would never planet. expect That's somebody it. from another planet to be like you. So why are you expecting the opposite sex to be like you?
1: Different. Yeah, not <laughs> and that. it's okay. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Love it. Well, this has been so amazing, so awesome. And obviously, we're barely scratching the surface here. So, Conja, can you do me a mm-hmm. favor? Would you let our listeners know how do they contact you? How do they learn more about what you do?
1: You can find me across all social media platforms with my name. My name is Conjit Farrell, and that's K-O-N like Nancy, G like girl, I-T like Tom. Last name is Farrell, that's F like Frank, A-R-R-E-L-L. Website is com. Instagram at ConjitFarrell, Twitter at ConjitFarrell, and Facebook, com slash <laughs> I
0: think we got it figured out now that's fantastic yeah which I love I love that and by the way for those of you listening as as always we're going to make sure all those links are on the show page so if you're busy and you couldn't write down how to spell her name don't worry about it just go to the show page when the show goes live and you will see all the information on how to get a hold of her right there so it'll be very very easy for you Well, Kanjin, thank you again for for being on the show and and sharing your your very genuine stories about the path you've been on and and what that does to help our our audience. So thank you again for being here. It's been fantastic.
1: Thank you so much, Ken. It's been a pleasure to be a guest. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests, on follow your yes friday it's easy to do just go to your favorite podcast directory search for speaking a partnership and click subscribe like what you hear leave us a rating and review on stitcher or itunes the greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web have a great day and remember even when you stumble you're still moving forward peace